Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about stable angina. And you can follow along with written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash stableangina or in the cardiology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. When there's a narrowing of the coronary arteries, this reduces the blood flow to the myocardium or the heart muscle. And then during times of high demand, such as during exercise, there's insufficient supply of blood to meet the demand. And this causes the symptoms of angina, which are typically constricting chest pain with or without radiation to the jaw or the arms. Angina is stable when symptoms are always relieved by rest or glycerol trinitrate or GTN. It's unstable when the symptoms come on randomly while at rest. Unstable angina is a type of acute coronary syndrome and needs emergency management. What investigations are useful in angina? Well, a CT coronary angiogram is the gold standard diagnostic investigation. And this involves injecting contrast and taking CT images timed with the heartbeat to give a detailed view of the coronary arteries, highlighting any narrowing in the coronary arteries. All patients with angina should have the following baseline investigations, a physical examination with heart sounds, signs of heart failure and the body mass index, an ECG, a full blood count, particularly looking for anemia, use and ease prior to starting an ACE inhibitor or other medications, liver function tests prior to starting any statins, a lipid profile to look for hyperlipidemia, thyroid function test to check for hypo or hyperthyroidism, and a HbA1c and fasting glucose to test for diabetes. And these are all to look for the reversible conditions that are associated with stable angina and cardiovascular disease. Let's talk about the management of stable angina. The management described here is based on the 2018 NICE clinical knowledge summaries on angina and the 2018 SIGN guidelines. There are four principles to management and you can remember these with the mnemonic RAMP. R is for referral to cardiology. A is advise them about the diagnosis, management and when to call an ambulance. M is for medical treatment. And P is for procedural or surgical interventions. Let's talk about the medical management of stable angina. There's three aims to medical management. Immediate symptomatic relief of the chest pain during the angina episodes, long-term symptomatic relief, and secondary prevention of cardiovascular disease. Firstly, talking about immediate symptomatic relief, a GTN or glycerol trinitrate spray is used as required, and this causes vasodilation and helps to relieve the symptoms of angina by dilating the coronary arteries and allowing more blood flow to the myocardium. Instruct the patient to take their GTN when the symptoms start, then repeat the dose after 5 minutes if they require it, and if there's still pain at 5 minutes after the repeat dose, call an ambulance. Next, talking about long-term symptomatic relief, and this is either or a combination of a beta blocker and calcium channel blocker. The beta blocker typically would be something like bisoprolol 5mg once a day, or the calcium channel blocker might be amlodipine, 5 milligrams once a day. Other options for long-term symptomatic relief may be considered by a specialist, and these are long-acting nitrates like isosorbide mononitrate, or medications like ivabradine, 
nicarandil, or ranolazine. Finally, the secondary prevention of cardiovascular disease is the four A's. Aspirin, atorvastatin, 80 milligrams once daily, an ACE inhibitor such as ramipril, and atenolol or an alternative beta blocker, which they should be on anyway for symptomatic relief. Finally, let's talk about procedural or surgical interventions. Percutaneous coronary intervention or PCI with coronary angioplasty is offered to patients with proximal or extensive disease on the CT angiogram. Coronary angioplasty involves dilating the blood vessel with a balloon or inserting a stent into the blood vessel to help improve the blood supply through that vessel. So percutaneous coronary intervention involves putting a catheter into the patient's brachial or femoral artery, feeding that up into the coronary arteries under x-ray guidance, and then injecting a contrast so that the coronary angiograms and any areas of stenosis are highlighted on the x-ray images. This will allow the operator to be able to see the areas of stenosis where they can dilate a balloon and put a stent in to maintain the patency of that artery. The other surgical option is a coronary artery bypass graft or a cabbage. And this is surgery that's offered to patients with severe stenosis. And this involves opening the chest along the sternum, so causing a midline stenotomy scar, taking a graft vein from the patient's leg, usually the great saphenous vein, and sewing the graft vein onto the affected coronary artery to bypass the stenosis. And the recovery from a cabbage is slower and has a higher complication rate than PCI procedures. Finally, a tom tip. When you're examining a patient who you think may have coronary artery disease, always check for a midline stenotomy scar, which may indicate a previous cabbage, and also check for scars around the brachial and the femoral arteries, which may indicate previous PCI procedures, and check for a scar along the inner calves, where the saphenous vein may have been harvested. And this way you can see what procedures the patient may have had done, and it will really impress your examiners. So thanks for listening to this episode on Stable Angina. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found this podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. You can also find a full audiobook version of the Zero to Finals Medicine book on Audible, available to download now, so you can take all the topics with you wherever you go or listen from cover to cover or to individual chapters to improve your revision. If you don't fancy picking up a copy of the books, you can find all the notes as well as videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com and hope you tune in to the next episode, which will be on acute coronary syndrome.